Joining me now is Greg Page. Greg has been in the Australian entertainment industry for over 30 years. Greg is best known as being a member in the original lineup of the children's band, The Wiggles. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the community show on Swire 99.9. It's a pleasure to have you in today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Jaden. Thanks very much for coming in. So, Greg, one night last year in January 2020, you're at Castle Hill RSL performing at a bushfire relief concert with the original Wiggles. Later that night, towards the end of the show, you suffered a sudden cardiac arrest at age 48. Would you please explain what is sudden cardiac arrest and how is it caused? Well, sudden cardiac arrest is different to a heart attack. A lot of people use those two terms interchangeably, but they're actually different things. A sudden cardiac arrest is an electrical malfunction of the heart. So the heart has within it a thing called the sinus node that yep. sends out electrical impulses telling the heart how to beat so that it can pump blood around the body. When your heart's in cardiac arrest, that sinus node is not working properly. Oh, it's wow. sending chaotic electrical signals through the heart so your heart is actually not beating. So it's basically a life and death situation. So yeah. it's very serious indeed. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, so when you suffered the sudden cardiac arrest... Were there any signs that made you feel unwell throughout the show or even earlier in the day? No, and there were no signs any other days leading up to it either. And so in my case, my cardiac arrest was caused by a heart attack, right? And this is why people can get confused. So I had a massive heart attack. My heart had an artery in it that was 100% blocked off. Wow. So that blockage stopped the heart from getting the blood that it needed and that blockage caused the electrical system to malfunction. So that's why I went into cardiac arrest. So a lot of people can have a heart attack but not go into cardiac arrest. So the difference is if the heart attack is a major one and happens suddenly like mine did, it can send you into cardiac arrest. Similarly though, or dissimilarly, if you have a heart attack and don't recognise the symptoms of it and you let it go on for too long, it can also send you into cardiac arrest as well. So a heart attack can be as life-threatening as a cardiac arrest, but if you recognise the signs and symptoms early enough and get treated, then it won't lead to cardiac arrest. So for me, there were no warning signs. I just had the heart attack on stage and went straight into cardiac arrest. So no warning signs whatsoever. So it can happen in an instant. It, yeah, sudden cardiac arrest is appropriately named. It's yeah. sudden and it yep. happens without warning. What are the symptoms of it? Well, the symptoms of cardiac arrest are really just how the patient presents. So when somebody's in cardiac arrest, they're not responding and they're not breathing normally or at all. So the difference being a heart attack, a person is having a heart attack, they are responding to you, they can talk, they can tell you that they might be in pain, they're breathing and they can be upright, they can be moving around. Somebody who's in cardiac arrest is basically flat out on the floor, no pulse, no breathing, no response whatsoever. So when somebody's in cardiac arrest, you've got to start the chain of survival. And the very first yep. thing you do is call triple zero straight away. Get emergency services coming because without emergency services, that person's chance of survival is very, very slim. The second part of the chain of survival is to start CPR. And then the third link is to use an AED. So firstly, call triple zero, start CPR, and then use the AED. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so as you said there, the second link in the chain of survival is CPR. What is CPR? Well, CPR stands for cardiopulmonary resuscitation. And essentially what it is, it's external heart massage. So 
pushing on the patient's chest hard and fast to try and pump the blood from the heart around the body because when somebody's in cardiac arrest, their heart isn't doing it for themselves. So like me, I needed bystanders to recognise that I needed CPR and to jump in and just give it a go because any attempt at resuscitation is better than no attempt. Exactly. And pumping the blood around the body is essential, not just to try and help the patient survive, but so that when they do survive, they come out with better cognitive function because when the blood's not perfused, when somebody's in cardiac arrest, the blood isn't getting to the brain of its own accord, you need somebody to be doing that CPR to get the blood to the brain so that the brain can be... Well, so the brain can come out of the cardiac arrest in proper function. And then, uh, as you said, the third link in the chain of survival is to use an AED. So firstly, what is an AED and what does it stand for? Okay, so an AED stands for Automated External Defibrillator. Now, the the reason why I like to call it an, an AED as opposed to just a defibrillator, which some people do, is because the A is so important. It stands for automated. It means that the device basically works itself. You just have to help it do its job. So I've got one here that I can just open up and get going for you so so people can understand how easy it is to use an AED. So you just open the device and it starts talking to you. This is a training device. Adult mode. Okay, so it's in adult mode. Remove all clothing from patient's chest. Remove the clothing from the patient's chest. Yep. So do Pull that. Red handle to reveal pads. So on this device, you've got to remove. Look at pictures on pads. Remove a layer before a you get to the pads. The bare skin exactly as shown in the pictures. And the pads have pictures on Press them. Pads like showing where to place the pads on the skin. Now, once you do that, I mean this because it's a training device, it a won't go to the next mode. Exactly as shown in the pictures. If it was a live device, it wouldn't pick it up unless it was on skin because it analyzes the heart rhythm. You can hear it talking in the background, right? So it's analyzing what's happening inside. So you heard that talking the whole way. And that's that's all it is, right? So the incredible thing is that an AED actually works to stop the heart of the patient which sounds counterintuitive, right? right? We're trying to save that person's life. We want their heart to beat. But in order for it to beat, we need to stop it from fibrillating, and that's why it's called a defibrillator. So to defibrillate it, you've got to send a shock to it, stop it, and allow it to reboot, just like you do with your computer if it gets frozen. Is it just the one shock that's given, or is it...? It can be multiple shocks. So for me, it was two shocks. Some people, they need eight shocks, and it just depends. And look, to be honest, an AED doesn't work in all cases of cardiac arrest but it does work in a lot of them and that's why it's so important that we have more of them out in the community because yeah because we know that they work in a lot of cases more cases than what the data tells us because over time the cardiac arrest makes the heart deteriorate and it does get to a point where the AED won't work if the cardiac arrest goes on for too long. So having it on the patient sooner means they've got a greater chance of surviving. Okay, so if there's any hesitation by anyone to do either CPR or AED, can any harm be caused by doing CPR or using an AED? No. Um, look, when somebody needs CPR, they can't get any worse, right? Yep. The only way that patient will get worse is if you do nothing because doing nothing will ensure that they don't survive. If you do something, they have a chance. That's why any attempt at resuscitation is better than no attempt at all. And the same with an AED. 
trying to use the AED means they have a chance. If you are afraid to use it, that person could be in a state that could be revived by the use of an AED, but if you're afraid to have a go, then they've got limited chance of survival. The AED won't shock the patient unless they need to be shocked. And if it does shock them, it's not going to harm them, it's only going to try and revive them. And it won't shock the rescuer if the rescuer follows the instructions and stands back when it says to and and not touch the patient when it's delivering the shock. So if you follow the instructions, you won't get harmed and you will try and save a life, which is so important. So for an AED, it's simple to use it. All AEDs tell you what to do and how to use it. Absolutely. And they're made to be used by lay people, people like you or me, not by doctors and nurses. Yeah. So in my situation, there was a nurse who used the AED, but she'd never used one before. So it wasn't the fact that she was a nurse that saved my life. It was just the fact that she was a person like you, like me, like all your listeners, that just was given the AED and had a go at using it. So she'd never used one before, but, man, she saved a life that night. So anyone can do it. Even a child could do it. It's as simple as following the instructions. So with sudden cardiac arrest, can it only occur in a particular group of people or can it happen to anyone? Anyone, anywhere, anytime. That's the thing that I didn't understand prior to my own event. I didn't think that I was at risk. I thought I was healthy, but it can happen to children. In school environments, there was two cases last year where children at school had a cardiac arrest. Older people, the sort of typical people that you might think might have a cardiac arrest. Young people in the age of, in their 20s, playing soccer. I know of one guy in Victoria had a cardiac arrest playing soccer. It's not an old people thing. You can't predict who's going to have a cardiac arrest because it just happens to anyone for a number of reasons. And that's why it's so unexpectedly because you can have people like yourself, you're a pretty fit guy, it can happen to anyone. Yeah, that's right. And that's the message really. Because it is unexpected, it's unexpected for the person who it happens to but also for the bystanders. And you've got to be prepared that it could happen to somebody who's standing next to you at any time, any day. And for, for me, I was just fortunate that there were people around who knew what to do. So we need more people who know what to do in case it happens in their presence. So what are the survival rates of people who suffer a sudden cardiac arrest? Sudden cardiac arrest has a terribly, terribly low survival rate and I couldn't believe it when I found this out in hospital. Only 10% of people that suffer a sudden cardiac arrest survive. That means 90% die. So you're that lucky 10%. Yeah, I'm 1 in 10. and. You know, it's it's because I was in the right place at the right time. I mean, there's a number of reasons, but really, had I been out on the cricket field the next day, I don't think my teammates would have known how to do CPR. We wouldn't have had an AED as readily available. I probably wouldn't have survived. So we need more people knowing CPR. We need more AEDs in the community everywhere because you just never know where it's going to happen. So only one in 10, as you said, survive, which is pretty terrible. Incredibly low. And I I know that we can do better. I mean, this is the 21st century, right? So when someone first suffers a sudden cardiac arrest, how long do they have? Like, what's the period of time that action must be taken? Yeah, look, action has to begin straight away. So in the body, we have enough oxygen in our blood to perfuse our brains for about three minutes. But unless that oxygen is pumping around the body it's not going to get to the brain so without that immediate action by a bystander within three minutes the brain will start to die off by six minutes there's virtually no chance that the patient will survive 
10 minutes, basically the patient will be deceased with no intervention. So as soon as a sudden cardiac arrest occurs, straight away action must be taken. So that's absolutely triple, triple zero and then CPR and then use a defib. That's it. You've got it right, mate. Awareness is key. So that's part one of our interview done with Greg Page. Uh, and then after that, we'll be back and Greg will tell us what he does now to help people to make awareness of sudden cardiac arrest. This is The Community Show on Swire 99.9 FM. You're listening to The Community Show on Swire 99.9. We've got a very special interview today with a special guest, original Yellow Wiggle, Greg Page is here. Okay, now, Greg, you've now set up your own charity, Heart of the Nation. Would you please explain what is your aim for Heart of the Nation? The Heart of the Nation's aim is really to increase survival rates from sudden cardiac arrest, and we do that by raising awareness. We promote the chain of survival. So like what I'm doing now, making people aware of my story, sharing my story so people can learn and understand from that, but also Heart of the Nation promotes places within the community that have AEDs. So we have a what we call a sticker initiative. So if a business has an AED inside the business, they can put a Heart of the Nation sticker on the front door or window of their business so that people in the community, people who walk past every day, people who come in and out of their business can know that there's an AED there if they ever need it. And if somebody goes into cardiac arrest on the street or in the car park near that business, that AED could very well save a life. So for the community to know where the AEDs are in businesses, community groups, you know, venues around their community, it's going to make a big difference to survival. So if anybody out there has an AED in their business or workplace, sign up to Heart of the Nation. It's free to join. We send you out the stickers and you can display proudly that you're a member of a network that's all about saving lives. What's the website for Heart of the Nation? www.heartofthenation.com.au So there we go, people. If you want to sign up to Heart of the Nation, www.heartofthenation.com.au. Okay, uh, is there any legislation in place for any businesses or anything to require to have an AED? Sadly, there's not, no. And I I couldn't believe that either. I mean, we have legislation about fire extinguishers, sprinklers, a whole raft of things, and they make a difference. So we know that having fire extinguishers and fire hoses and all of those things have made a difference to survival rates. Having seatbelts in cars brought down the death toll from car accidents. Now... The road toll last year was around 1,205. That's 1,205 deaths that we don't want to have. It would have been higher without seatbelts. Last year in Australia, around 20,000 people died from sudden cardiac arrest. 20,000 people in Australia last year. Uh, So it's just phenomenal that governments aren't doing more to either mandate solutions for this or to contribute financially to providing the resources to fix it. So as you said there, there's no legislation in place for businesses or schools or anyone to require to have an AED. So you've set up a campaign called Keep the Beat Going. Greg, what is the Keep the Beat Going campaign about? It's really about educating children, teachers, parents about the chain of survival. It's also about allowing schools to raise funds for an AED for their school because I I couldn't believe that my kid's school didn't have an AED prior to my own event, given that they have children there, staff... Parents come and visit, grandparents come and visit, contractors come to the school. Without an AED, if somebody goes into cardiac arrest at that school, the chance of that person surviving is greatly limited because they're relying on the ambulance getting there in time with their own defibrillator. If we can set up a system where schools have their own AED, not only is it going to benefit the children if somebody goes into cardiac arrest, as we know can happen, it's not 
a high risk, but it can happen. If a teacher goes into cardiac arrest, the principal, you know, grandparents on Grandparents anyone. Day, anyone, it's there ready to be used. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Exactly. So the Keep the Beat Going campaign enables schools to fundraise and it educates kids too because, look, the best time for somebody to learn something is when they're young and it's a skill for life, literally. It, it'll save a life, but it's a skill that you want to have for the duration I of your agree, life definitely. too. Well, yeah. Well, like when, when I was in school, I don't remember, uh, I don't think we did anything around. We did CPR and we do all those first aid courses. But I, that was only, we only did a first aid course once in my six years of high school, which is, yeah. I'm in my opinion, even before this interview, pretty terrible. I reckon it is. first aid courses and CPR training and the use of an AD should be done every year. Every should, year. Absolutely. Totally with you, Jaden. I think that's makes perfect sense because it's just one of those things that you want to know, you want to feel confident that if you have to do it, oh, that you oh, know yes, what you're doing. It's definitely. just, and I think that breaks down a lot of the barriers for people too, because confidence is probably the biggest barrier. Like if, if on the night I had my event, had it been somebody else, not me, and I was there witnessing it, I don't think I would have been confident enough to step up and have a go because I did not know anything about cardiac arrest or CPR at that point in time. So the more people can know about it, the more confident they'll be to try and save a life. How can people get their school or community involved with Keep the Beat Going? Go to keepthebeatgoing.com and all the information you need is right there. There's some videos that explain why we're doing this campaign, how to get involved, how to sign up, how to raise funds and exactly how to use an AED as well. So it's a very important campaign, raising awareness throughout schools right across Australia. I'm just so pleased that I'm in a position, number one, to have survived what I went through, but to now share my story and help raise awareness and educate people everywhere. And for Heart of the Nation, what can people do to help out? Well, Heart of the Nation is really all about awareness. So people raising awareness for Heart of the Nation would be just absolutely amazing. We do have a Donate Now button on our website. So if people do want to donate to the cause, they can. The money will go totally to the programs that we do. Mostly it's a sticker initiative at the moment. However, we are looking at developing an app so that people can use an app to locate their nearest AED. Now, that is going to cost some money, and we've got funding at the moment. It's going to require a decent amount of funding to get that app happening, but it's something we're going to pursue because one thing that's missing in Australia is an AED database that's right across the country so that no matter where you are, you can find an AED. At the moment, there's a lot of issues in this space. Heart of the Nation wants to sort out a lot of these issues, that's one of the issues that we want to focus on too is getting an AED app that has a database of apps uh, of AEDs right across Australia. So there's so Heart of the Nation and Keep the Beat Going, they're both initiatives you've set up yourself. Uh, Keep the Beat Going was done in conjunction with a healthcare company okay. and, the, and so they've jumped on board to help with this initiative. Heart of the Nation is totally my campaign and my initiative that I want to promote and push and be involved with for a long time to come because there's a lot of work to do. You've done a great job of setting it all up and promoting it. Like I see all your things you've put on the internet, on social media. You do a great job of promoting. Is there anything individuals can do to help reduce the chance of suffering a sudden cardiac arrest? Yeah, look, I think um, in a lot of cases, sudden cardiac arrest can be brought on by a heart attack, as in my case. So looking after your heart is important. Staying healthy, exercising, quitting smoking if you're a smoker, you know, making sure that you eat the right foods. Looking after your heart will help. That's the first step. Second step is seeing your GP and making sure that you get those regular checks done. Those checks will help. They don't find everything, 
but you're better off seeing your GP once a year, just staying on top of things, making sure that you can do what you can to do the most you can to ensure you don't end up on the floor needing CPR. And don't ignore warning signs too, I think it's important. If you know what the warning signs are, if you know you're in a high-risk category for heart disease, that is, you know, family history, if you're a smoker, if you've got high cholesterol, high blood pressure, if you've got diabetes, all of those things are high risk. So if you're in those categories, get those regular checks done and stay on top of it because it can sneak up on you and just knock you flat without any warning. And finally, after you've experienced this, all this yourself, what is your mission now? My mission is to raise awareness and save lives because I think there's many, many lives out there that can be saved with greater awareness about cardiac arrest, with more people knowing about CPR and with more AEDs in the community and people feeling confident to use them. I know that we can save many, many lives and that is my mission. I need as many people on board with this, knowing about it and joining in and together we can save many lives. So as you said last year, 20,000 people died of sudden cardiac arrests. Yeah, and Heart of the Nation believe that 7,000 of those can be saved with these initiatives that we're using. So, you know, more access to AEDs, more people knowing CPR, 7,000 lives, that's significant. And, you know, I just think of those families. Like for me, I went to work to do what I'd done many, many times before, thousands of times before, and I nearly didn't come home. Unfortunately... For 90% of people who have a sudden cardiac arrest, their families are left without that loved one suddenly and without warning. And it's not one life that's affected. It's not not the life of the person it's who the doesn't survive. Everyone, many, many people. Friends. That's right. The flow-on effect is just huge. So it's not saving 7,000 lives. It's probably saving more than that. Uh, so, Greg, as you said, uh, what's the website again for Heart of the Nation? Heartofthenation.com.au. And to be involved with Keep the Beat Going, what is it? Keepthebeatgoing.com. Greg, thanks so much for coming in today on The Community Show. It has been our pleasure to have you here at SWAT 99.9. Well, thank you for shining a light on this very important issue. That's Greg Page there, the original Yellow Wiggle, promoting and raising sudden cardiac arrest awareness.